The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. The Hawks head out west and get burnt by the Suns. We're going to talk about it right now on the Hawks Beat Podcast. Let's go, Bob. Kevin Herter to get it in. Everyone standing at State Farm Arena. Herter looks, plays it into Trey. Two seconds, one. Trey Slaughter. Rip his heart out, I'm the best ever. I'm the most brutal in Michigan, most ruthless champion there's ever been. There's no one can stop me. Lynch is a conqueror. No, I'm Alexander, he's no Alexander. I'm the best ever. There's never been anybody ruthless. I'm Sonny Liston, I'm Jack Dempsey, there's no one like me. I'm from Nairclaw, there's no one that can match me. My style is impetuous, my defense is impregnable, and I'm just ferocious. I want your heart, I want to eat his children. Praise be to Allah. You are now listening to the Hawks Beat Podcast with your host. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, what is up? What is up? What is up? Welcome to another edition of the Hawks Beat Podcast, episode 15 of season 8. I'm your host, Edub, back again to talk some Atlanta Hawks basketball. Atlanta Hawks are on the West Coast, and if you are listening to this podcast, I know that you have either watched the game or you've seen highlights of what has happened. Um, Hawks fall last night to the to the Suns, and uh, I tell you what, man, there's a lot to talk about. There is a lot to talk about, man. We're going to talk about it. We're going to dissect it. We're going to get into the game flow kind of in the second segment. So um, let me get rid of this housekeeping first. <clears throat> Excuse me. If you are new to the podcast, first of all, welcome into the podcast. I'm your host, Edub, and um, a big part of what we do is on the social media front, so we invite you guys to connect with us on social media, um, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, our handle is at HawksBeat, so make sure you connect with us there. Also, we would love for you to subscribe to the pod. Five-star ratings are our faves, so uh, swing by and do that for us. We will greatly appreciate it. Bit of news before we get into this Hawks game. The College Park Skyhawks started their season 
on Friday night, and three Baby Hawks uh, got to play. Uh, actually, got to start <laughs> for the Skyhawks um, for the NBA's G League. Sharif Cooper, Skylar Mays, and Jalen Johnson um, all started for the Skyhawks on Friday night as they lost to the Maine Celtics, 116-103. And you're wondering, how did the guys do? Uh, Cooper had 23 points, 5 assists. Uh, shot 8 of 22. None of the guys really shot the ball well. Skylar Mays had 11 points. Jalen Johnson had 6 points on 3 of 12 shooting. He did grab 10 boards. But uh, I will say this. <clears throat> For everybody uh, begging and pleading to you know see more of Sharif Cooper, this should be kind of a, 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 a litmus test to say, hey, these guys aren't quite ready yet. Right. They're, they're just not quite ready. They're going to be ready one day. But as of now, they're not ready. They're just not ready. There's nothing wrong with that. Them not being ready too. let me say that, too. Um, but right now, they're just not ready. Moving along. Um, what else? What else? What else? I'm trying to get to all the uh, the stuff before we get to the game flow. Um, this game, Suns were uh, three and a half point favorites. If you're into that stuff. And uh, I tell you what, man, if you were betting, man, you know, you took that three and a half. I tell you what, they ended up winning by four, like, which is crazy because, like, them folks in Vegas, man, like, they are good. <laughs> they are good. They know what they're doing. But uh, Hawks lose 121 to 117. And uh, listen, Hawks fans were fired up, man. They were up to, like, 2 a.m. Like, well. 1 a.m. technically, but up to 2 a.m. Still on Twitter. A lot of hot opinions. A lot of, uh, you know, a lot of just a lot of stuff going on. Hawks are very Hawks fans, are very passionate fans, and I love it. I love it. And whether I agree or whether I disagree, it's all good, right? Like, it's all good. I just love the passion, and we're going to get into it. We're going to get into it. Um, yeah, so what we're going to do first is let me do this. Let me take a quick commercial break because the second segment is going to run a little long. Let me get my sponsors in here. After that, we're going to get into the game flow. What did we see in the game? What did the numbers tell us? And uh, do we have a problem closing? We're going to get into that right after this. You're listening to the Hawks Beat Podcast, episode 15 of season 8. I'm your host, Edub. We'll be right back. This segment is brought to you by Manscaped. Hey guys, what's up? It's Edub. I know you guys have heard our Manscaped read by now, and I'm here to tell you, listen, it's not too late to get that below-the-belt trim that some of you are in desperately need of. Listen, Manscaped not only has top-of-the-line waterproof trimmers to keep the hedges nice and clean, but they also have boxers, lotions, colognes, to have you feeling and smelling so fresh and so clean so head over to manscaped.com use our promo code hawksbeat for 20 percent off your entire order and free shipping once again that promo code is hawksbeat for 20 percent off and free shipping she'll be glad you did All right, folks, we are back. Hawksbeat Podcast, episode 15 of season 8. I'm your host, Edub, talking about an Atlanta Hawks loss to the Phoenix Suns, 121 to 117. I want to do something a little bit different. If you guys listen to the pod, 
you guys know I usually do quotes and things like that in the third segment, but I wanted to start with a quote that Sarah Spencer got from Trey at Shootaround. Um, Trey's quote <laughs> after the Utah game has kind of been making the rounds about uh, the regular season being boring and whatnot, and it, it kind of made the rounds. It, it did numbers, and I said I was going to do numbers, and I was like, yo. And again, I wasn't going to bang him on it. I was just like, yo, like it don't, it don't sound good. And I know he didn't kind of mean it the way it came out, but it came out not in a good way. So here's another quote that he had a practice trying to kind of clean it up a little bit. He said this, what I was saying, <laughs> whatever you start, whatever you start a quote, whatever you start out with something, when you say what I was saying, what I was trying to say was, <laughs> now here's the quote. The quote is what I was saying at the time, we have to understand that it's not just going to be handed to us. We've got to fight our way back to that moment. We can't treat it like it's the regular season, not the playoffs anymore. We've got to approach every game like it's the playoffs and understand we've got to work to get back there and we've got to work to get even higher seed and get better opportunities for ourselves. Um, he goes on, we have to treat it like it's the playoffs and that what I was trying and that's what I was trying to say when I was trying to say that. <laughs> Again, man, I'm not going to bang him too much on that, man. I know sometimes it's hard to communicate what you're saying. Uh, I've studied I studied communication in college, so I'm I'm willing to give him a little pass there, but fan fans kind of took him they took him to task on that. I will say this, uh, another quote, uh Nate McMillan's talking about Trey Young's point uh, about the Hawks needing to keep up the intensity in the regular season. Uh, here's what Nate had to say. Nate said, I think you have to continue to be hungry even though you had success last year. You can't come in here fat and full. Um, yeah, man. Like, I mean, Nate, and again, Nate has seen this before, right? Nate, is, Nate has pedigree. Nate has seen a lot of this before, and he understands what it takes to uh, return to prominence, to return to the playoffs, to return to do things better at, at an elite level more than once. And uh, I just thought that was value. I just thought that was of value. Um, <clears throat> breaking down today's game, where do we begin? This game was, I thought the Hawks had really good energy for the majority of this game, to be completely honest with you. I thought they played well at the gate. I thought they played good even in the fourth quarter down into probably that last five minutes. I don't think that uh, the fourth quarter was very good to the Hawks. Um, as you will, as will when we get to the fourth quarter uh, portion, we'll, we'll, we'll look at the numbers. But I, I didn't think the bench was was necessarily that great. Um, thought it was good. Thought it was good. Let me let me, let me I'm not gonna bang the bench, right? So I think individually, Cam Reddish, Gallinari both had ten points, double figures. That's always good. I thought Kevin Herter looked good. He had seven points, shot three of four. And I thought like individually they play good, but I think that second unit, particularly that second unit in the fourth quarter that started with Lou Will and I think it was a it wasn't quite a full second unit because Jang wasn't out there. It was a second unit with Capella. Um Lou Will, Cam Reddish, Kevin Herter, Gallinari, and Clint Capella was the five that went out there 
and they just bled. <laughs> they bled that lead in the fourth quarter. But um, starting the game in the first quarter, I thought that uh, I thought that they looked. I thought the energy was good. Thought the energy was good. Um, coach went to Gallo and Herder as your first subs of the game. And then quickly after, Cam Reddish comes in. So that has seemed to be the pattern of rotations for Nate um, these past few games. So you got Gallo and Herder coming in. It's kind of like your six-man, which is kind of, I understand. You know, Gallo's making all that money, and, and Herder does things really well. He's starting to play a little bit better. Um, Hawks going to tend to run. Gallo, um, before the half, hits like a crazy half-court three at the buzzer. Uh, and that wasn't before the half, I'm sorry, before the end of the quarter. Um, so let me get that right. End of the quarter, Gallo hits a half court three at the buzzer. And I'm like, okay, like, you know, Hawks on the road. You dig? Like, they're on the road. And you need that energy. You need a special type of energy when you're playing on the road. Can't let a, can't let a team just jump up on you like that. You have to start the game. And I thought they started out really well. You know, Trey had seven out the gate, you know, in that first quarter. Uh, he played the most minutes. Herder got in with a few buckets. Gallo scored. And um, it's 26 to 25 after one. I thought things started ramping up in the second quarter. Uh, D Book started to get going. And I th- here's the thing DeAndre Hunter plays really good defense but he is drawing the team's best player every single night Devin Booker is a dog like I and like, here's the thing Devin Booker is a dog he is when he first came into the league he was just really sporadic just shot the ball a ton of times he had that mentality but he didn't understand how to use it he didn't know where his spots were he didn't know like game flow he was just shooting up a ton of shots. <laughs> I remember um, covering a game when when uh, Bud was the coach, and they came in there, and the Suns were sorry. And someone asked uh, Coach Bud about, about Devin Booker. He was like, yeah, he's just kind of a volume scorer. He just shoots a lot. <laughs> I was like, oh, man, like the, the disrespect. But Devin Booker has uh, crafted his game into one of the elite scorers in the league. Second quarter, he goes for 12 points on four or five shooting. He hits two threes. And Booker is a guy that's going to go at you. Like, he's not going to stop. Like, some guys, you you know, like, when they get going, they'll probably, like, shoot themselves out of rhythm. Or, like, a Seth Curry, he's really streaky. He'll give you, like, you know, 15 points and a half. And then second half, he may give you three. Book is going to keep on going at you until you just bleed out. Like, he is that type of player. But overall, I thought the Hawks did a good job in the second half. Like, I mean, the second quarter, um, I thought the defense could have been better. But that's just not who this Hawks team. They're just not a defensive-minded team. So, they're going to have to shoot the ball well. And I thought they did that. They shot the ball pretty decent. 43% in the second quarter, 50% from three. And so you're going into the halftime 58-59, which is a good sign if you're on the road. Because what you want to do when you're on the road, you want to keep it close. And um, the fourth quarter, you want to make your move. That's when you want to make your move, if possible. Um, 
58-59 at the end of the half. And so you have Booker with 21. Kaminsky had 14 off the bench, like on a sneak tip. I'm like, yo, like what in the world, right? But Hawks had three guys in double figures, which is a good sign. Uh, Trey had 13. Bogey had 10. John Collins had 13. And let me just take a moment to uh, – I, I, I think that – I'm going to have to be the president of the John Collins fan club. Like, I mean, I am all for John Collins getting more touches. I'm all for John Collins getting more touches in crunch time in the fourth quarter. It's like we like to talk about how efficient John is and how, you know, he's shooting the ball well and his numbers always look good at the end of the games. Why are we not trying to get him the ball in crunch time in the fourth quarter? He's a good free throw shooter. You don't have to worry about that. It's like we just have him out there just picking and rolling to the hoop, and we're not giving him the ball. And I find that to be problematic. And it was problematic tonight if we're keeping it a buck, right? If we're keeping it a buck, I found it problematic tonight because John Collins was stupid efficient. Stupid efficient. At the half, he got 13 points on four or five shots, you know? Um, yeah, so... I, I'm, I'm for John Collins getting more shots. I'm for John Collins getting more shots in crunch time. So the third quarter is when things start to get interesting. And by me saying they start to get interesting, Trey goes off. <laughs> third quarter, Trey goes off. And if you look at the numbers traditionally throughout this year, when Trey has had big games, it's been that third quarter. He was marvelous in that third quarter, 14 points on five of seven shooting, six assists. Everything was going through him. He was distributing and he was making buckets. That was like optimal Trey. He played the whole third quarter and it was he was just phenomenal. He was the best player unequivocally on the court. Uh, now, Devin Book was still going, you know, Book was still going. Book had 11 on seven shots in that quarter. So, Book wasn't to be faded, you know what I'm saying? And they, they was kind of like, you know, they was doing what they had to do. But the Hawks started to get out, and they started to get a little separation, right? 40-27, to 27, which is a hell of a third quarter. A hell of a third quarter. So, here's the thing. You going into the fourth quarter, and here's where we need to slow things down and really look at what went on with the Hawks. You're going into the fourth quarter, 98 to 86. I've told you guys over and over again, don't ever take comfort in any lead in the NBA. So, you know, it's nice to have it, but, you know, it is for what it is. 98 to 86, going into the fourth, and Trey Young just played all of the third quarter. He played all of the third quarter. So you can't you got to give him a blow. He's up to 30 minutes. you got to give him a blow. You can't start the fourth quarter with Trey because he played all of the third quarter. And I'm telling you this because folks always get mad when Coach Nate puts out the second string to start the fourth quarter. That's how a lot of coaches run their, their, run their, run their, uh, their lineups and their progressions. You're just not going to start, you know, a playoff, especially I do play, he had a 14 points, 6 assists in 12 minutes. You're not going to play him like that. And then what you're going to do toward the end of the game? That's not what you do. Unfortunately for the Hawks, that second unit didn't look good at all. Herter, Gallo, 
uh, Cam and Lou wasn't good at all. They they bled that lineup. They bled the lineup. They bled the lead out, and um, it just wasn't good. Suns cut it to seven. Nate calls the T.O. when the starters start to trickle, trickle back in. Uh, he gets Trey in at the 8.15 mark, gets Bogey in at the 7 mark, and he gets J.C. and Dre back at the 5.5 mark. And by this time, the lead that you had is cut down to 3. <laughs> it's cut down to 3. You know what I'm saying? Um so, I mean, could you have put the starters in earlier? I mean, yeah, that's probably going to be a thing. But, I mean, the second strings get played, too. They get paid good money. You know what I'm saying? Gallo paid good money. Kev just got his extension getting paid good money. So, let them do their job. Let them do their job. Don't 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 absolve anybody of responsibility, you know? Um, so, they're, they're, the Suns are on the comeback. They tie the game with two minutes left on a Booker jumper. And then these are when the possessions start to really matter. Okay? So we're going to take a little bit of time and talk about these last two minutes because that's, in essence, where the game was kind of decided. Uh, the Hawks were up 115 to 114 with 110 left on the clock. Um, the Hawks were in a possession with, with Bogey. Uh, they run a pick and roll with John Collins. John drives to the hoop, and um, Bogey gets switched out against Kaminsky. Bogey goes to the hoop. A nice play. Listen, you got a big on you. I'm all for going to the hoop. He goes to the hoop. John seals his man. Kaminsky actually plays pretty good defense on him to contest the shot enough for him to miss it. John comes up, tries to tip it, misses the tip, right? No problems with that. You know, that's good hustle. They end up getting the offensive rebound, throwing it out to DeAndre Hunter. He's got a wide open three. He makes this three. I think it's buckets. We going back. Turn, tell the bus driver to cut the bus on. We getting up out of here with a W. He misses the shot. I have no problem with DeAndre making the shot. Do I want him to make the shot? Yes, I want him to make the shot. But tonight wasn't a good shooting game for DeAndre. Wasn't a good shooting game for DeAndre. He was 0 for 3 in the quarter, and I think he was like 1 for 9 in the game. Yeah, he was 1 for 9 in the game. So tonight wasn't a good shooting night. And if you're in the NBA, you're going to have nights where you don't have a good shooting night. No problem with that. But if you got that open shot, you got to take it. You got to take it. So he takes a shot and he misses. So that's three shots on that possession that you miss. If you lose because of that, I have no problem. Here is what I'm saying. And I did a, and I tell you what, I did a breakdown video. I did a breakdown video, to be honest with you, of what transpired in the play after what I just talked about. I did a breakdown video. I broke down the film because one thing that doesn't lie is film. You know, everyone's on Twitter and everyone has all these perceptions and all these opinions, but it's very few that go back and look at the film. This is the next day. I went back and I watched the whole fourth quarter. I dissected certain plays and certain possessions, and this is a play that I dissected. So after DeAndre misses the misses the three-point shot, they get the rebound. 
shoot it out to Chris Paul. Chris Paul pushes it up. Right now, Chris Paul's pushing it up. They got a three on four. And they got a three on four, which isn't the advantage. <laughs> Hawks actually did a good job of getting back, but they didn't like the transition D wasn't there. They're getting back. Bogey points to a Suns player on the wing, which is Devin Booker. He's like, yo, get the wing. Trey goes out there, but he's not. He doesn't get out there quick enough, and he takes a terrible angle. And I'm like, yo, I, I, don't, I don't bang Trey on you know the angle and not getting getting there. He's not a free safety, right? I'm not gonna bang you on that. Like you didn't get to, you didn't get there. That's not a problem. The tape doesn't lie, guys. The tape does not lie. After he missed the steal. The Hawks actually do a pretty decent job of recovering. So Book gets to the hoop and has three guys converge on him. He passes it out to the wing. Bridges looks open. And there are two guys running free in the paint. Where's Trey Young? He's still out 30 feet from the hoop, not sticking anybody, just watching the play. He is watching the play on defense. And I had the video and I wasn't going, I was initially going to tweet. I tweeted it out to a couple people and I was just like, yo, watch this video. You know what I mean? Because some of the real ones know. If you're interested, I could show you the video, but I ain't wanting to go on the timeline because folks get mad when you start talking about number 11. They do. They get really sensitive when you start talking about number 11, but this was a bad look for him. The way they finished this game was a bad look. It was a bad look for him, and it was it was it was just a bad look for the Hawks, man. You know, and I'm not here to just bang on Trey Young, but when he does something stupid and something foolish, you got to call it out. He just sat there and he didn't even get back on. He didn't even try to cover nobody, and he, Kaminsky walked in for an open dunk. And if that was the end of it, it would be cool, but there's more. Next possession, there's still a chance to win this game, right? You're down. So now you're down 115 to 116. You're only down by one point. You just need a bucket, right? 35 seconds left. Trey gets the ball on the inbound. Gets the pick from JC. Hawks have good. Hawks have guys all on the perimeter. Bogey's on the side. Cam's in the corner. Dre's in the corner. John's running the two-man game. He does the pick. He rolls off of it. Trey gets double teamed off a uh, off the pick and roll. Instead of coming off the ball, Trey, you know, dribbles a little bit more. Dribble, 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 dribble. Takes a step back three with Crowder in his face. Highly contested. Can Trey make the shot? Yes. Did he probably make the shot at some point during the game? I think he made about one or two step backs during the game. But at this point, at this point, you don't need a step back three, bruh. John Collins was wide open, rolling to the hoop. Bogey had his hand up like I'm open, like swing it, let's roll. Because anytime you get double, anytime you get double, the best way to get out the double is passing. Now, I don't know if he felt that he wasn't going to get the ball back. The time was running down. It was like seven seconds, so I guess he felt he had to shoot it. It was under 10. But y'all got to move faster, bro. Like, you got to move faster. 
So he takes a step back, misses a step back, and what happens on the long three? You guys that you guys that know basketball, what happens on the long three? Long threes produce long rebounds. Chris Paul gets the board, spins away. Trey misses the Trey misses the um, the steal again. Now you got a fast break, four on three. They'll they just play the numbers there. Four on three. They find the open man, easy buckets. Now you down three. <clears throat> now you down three. Bad possession, bad defensive play. So out of the timeout, you're down three. You figure out, okay, you got about 14 seconds left. You know, you can get a good shot, right? They run Bogey off the screen. Bogey doesn't even dribble the ball. Takes a shot from damn near 27, 28 feet in the corner and airballs it. Like, okay, so here's the thing. I don't know if that's what Nate drew up, but if that's what he drew up and that's what they executed, I don't know, bro. Like, I don't know. Now, here's the difference. When Bogey shot his three, they needed the three. When Trey hit that step back, that was just like, oh, right? And maybe that's his shot. Maybe he's going to take 10 more of those during the season, and maybe he hit seven of them. I don't know. Luka Doncic hit a game winner in Dallas. Triple teamed, stepped back in the corner. And I'm not comparing it to because he said oh, he was trying to get to his spot. Maybe that's Trey Young's spot, and maybe I could be overreacting. But if that's your shot, you got to hit it, bruh. If that's your shot, you got to hit it. You know what I mean? Like, you're the money man. I have no problem with you taking a shot. Because truth be told, if you pass it in this society, they're going to get mad that you passed it. So, I mean, I could understand how you could feel like you got to take that shot. But if you feel like you got to take that shot, you got to hit that shot. And let me just say this. The refereeing was trash. Trey picked up an unnecessary technical. The guy missed the free throw, so it didn't really go back to bang the Hawks. So I didn't really want to like get into that. I thought the tech was a little unnecessary. Didn't think it was was fair. You know, there were a lot of people crying about that. All oh, the referees got it out for them. Like, look, man, look. Yes, the officiating was bad, but we not finna sit up here and act like we didn't have no like the Hawks didn't have no chance to win the game, right? We not finna go up here and talk like those last two possessions were good possessions because they weren't. You could have won despite the referee. So you're going to cry over the referee or you're going to have better possessions. Which one is it going to be? Right? Which one is it going to be? Because it can't be both. It can't be both. We're going to take a quick break. On the other side, we're going to get into just some general takeaways, some fan feedback. We're going to hear what y'all had to say. We're going to hear what y'all got to say. And I'm going to talk a little bit more. About what I saw in this game last night. You listen to the Hawksbeat Podcast, episode 15, season 8. I'm your host, E Dub. We'll be right back. This segment is brought to you by Tillman's Trinkets and Things. Custom jewelry ships straight to your doorstep. Every piece will be uniquely yours. So if you are looking for some custom bracelets or necklaces, Go see our guy Jonathan at TillmansTrinketsAndThings.com. Again, that's TillmansTrinketsAndThings.com. Tell him the Hawksbeat sent you. You'll be happy you did. This segment is brought to you by Dow Family Wellness. 
the official chiropractor of the Hawks Beat Podcast. If you are experiencing any type of back pain, neck pain, or pain pain, go see our guy, Dr. Rick. Ask him about the Hawks Beat special, which includes a consultation, digital scans, and an adjustment for just $37. Just tell him E-Dub from the Hawks Beat sent you. That's Dow Family Wellness. Check out their banner at thehawksbeat.com or call Dr. Rick, 470-395-3478. That's 470-395-3478. Visit Dow Family Wellness. Tell them Hawks Beat sent you. All right, folks, we are back. Hawksbeat Podcast, episode 15 of season 8. I'm your host, E-Dub. Winding down on another Hawks podcast, talking about a Hawks loss to the um, Phoenix Suns, 121 to 117. Hawks uh, kind of collapsed in the fourth quarter, man. And here's what I want to do. I want to get some fan feedback before I close it out with just some general takeaways that I have from tonight's game and from what this Hawks team looks like in general. So, um I said that uh hold on one second. I'm really worried now. <laughs> I'm uh after each game I ask you guys um what are your thoughts? What are your uh takeaways from tonight's game? And uh I I I like getting your feedback and I like getting your opinions on that. So, um let's go to Twitter and see what you guys had to say after the game cuz you guys we're fired up, <laughs> fired up. Um, so, uh, again, if you're on Twitter, make sure you follow us at Hawks Beat. We're very active during the games. Try to live tweet some of them and uh, give our opinions out during the game. So, Swope DZA on Twitter said, at some point, we got to get tired of going out like this. Okay. Um, JP Miller 1717 says, has to be Jay-Z. I mean, JC. Talking about who the player of the game is. That's also another question. Um, Joshua Fletcher on Twitter says, Remember early last year when we blew up in the fourth quarter all the time? Deja vu. Okay, Joshua. Now listen, I'm going to say, I'm going to speak to that after I read, you know, a few more tweets. Uh, and then I'll read that one again because that's a good one. He said, Remember early last year when we blew up in the fourth quarter uh, all the time? Deja vu. Uh, Whisper 2000 on Twitter, Joshua Heyman says, John Collins is the best player on the team, keeps the team moving. Trey needs an attitude adjustment. He is always arguing with the refs, getting texts. Bogey and Clint need to be traded. Both are missing costly shots. It's embarrassing seeing Bogey shoot so many air balls. Okay, okay. Uh, That's his opinion, and he's going to talk his stuff. Uh, I am DJ Yogi. He says, Trey has to let JC be great. Two effective pick and rolls late in the game with JC. Then Trey was like, nah, it's my time to shine. He blew it. Okay. Uh, Let's see. Let's see what else we have in here. You guys had some good stuff last night. So I want to read as much as I can. Uh, Let me see if I can grab one more. Uh, My guy Yuri checking in. You know, Yuri goes hard for his teams. He says, I'm really worried now with Nate starting to coach like (laughs) with (laughs) 
I'm sorry. Let me let me go back. Yuri said, I'm really worried now with Nate starting to coach just like his BFF Lloyd now. Shaking my head, Hawks. <laughs> Yuri goes hard for his ATL teams, man. Thanks for checking us out, Yuri. Let me see if I can grab one more. Let me see if I can grab one more. Uh, my guy ATL Ramasaki, he said, John, the game time decision. Collins is his MVP for tonight. And he said, he's been great this season. I feel bad for him. So, thank you guys for checking us out as far as the fan feedback. I enjoy your comments. Uh, it's always good to to connect with passionate fans. So, I will say this <clears throat> as we start to wrap things up. And I don't, I don't have any quotes for tonight because I went kind of long on segment two. And I don't like doing long podcasts. So, I will just say this. And Joshua kind of hinted at that in his comment when he said, you remember last year when we blew up the fourth quarter all the time? Deja vu. Last year when the Hawks couldn't close early on, all of the ire went to Coach Pierce. Right? All of it went to Coach Pierce. Now, I don't know if it is uh, redeemably so or however you feel about it. It is what it is, right? But that is the facts. Everybody said that Coach Pierce was the problem. <clears throat> because we're not closing out games. I looked at the tape last year, especially the game in Cleveland, when uh, they had another situation when they lost the game in Cleveland, very similarly like the one in Phoenix. When they came down and nobody stopped the ball, and they scored, and then they had to take a desperation three to win the game, and they missed it, and they lose. I said, you know what? Like, yeah, it probably could be on coaching, you know, not getting back on, you know, transitional defense. You know, that's the thing. But, like, your your player who you're paying $20 million, Gallinari, he's got to step up and get the ball. He's got to stop the ball. Nobody saw any light in that. And so Coach Pierce took the bullet for that. And there were some situations where uh, him and the players' relationships were skewed. And I'm not saying that he shouldn't have been fired. I believe they made the right call. I believe they made the right call. But I will say this. The same problems are starting to hop up once again with this team. Now you got a new coach. So you going to fire Nate now? Is that the solution? Or is the accountability maybe need to go on the players a little bit, right? Man, and this is just me throwing something out to you. You guys see it. I see it. They look exactly like they do, like they did the beginning of last season. They're not finishing these games. They're not finishing these games, y'all. So, yeah, you can bang it on the coach, but we don't switch coaches, and you having the same problem. So is he coaching? Is he coaching like Coach Pierce? Are all the players revolting back, resulting back to how they were playing last year, the beginning of the season, not closing out games? They got outscored in that fourth quarter, thirty-five to nineteen, and still could have won. Just food for thought. Just food for thought. That's just all I'm saying. Looking at the Hawks' schedule, today is Sunday. And um, they have uh, today is a travel day for the most part. Monday, they take on the Golden State Warriors. 
and uh, I think they got a, I think they got a back to back. I think they play a game on Tuesday too. Let me pull up the schedule. Let me pull up the schedule. They got a, uh, they play the Warriors on Monday. That's another West Coast game, ten o'clock. Then they got the Jazz <laughs> on Tuesday. That's a hell of a back to back. Uh, yeah, Monday Warriors, Tuesday Jazz. Got a few days off. Friday the Nuggets, and then they will be back home next Sunday for a matchup with the world champion Milwaukee Bucks. <laughs> what a schedule. Ladies and gentlemen, I appreciate you guys for checking us out. The Hawksbeat Podcast. This podcast might have been a little spicy today, but I appreciate your 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 input, your your feedback, your opinions. Whether we we don't have to agree. I and sometimes I prefer us not to agree. <laughs> But uh, it's all good, man. I appreciate the banter. I appreciate the support. I appreciate all you guys. I hope you guys had a great weekend. And uh, like we always say, man, God is good all the time. And all the time, God is good. So if you don't know him, you need to find him and show him love because that is all he is showing you. L-O-V-E love. We out. Peace. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.